Welcome to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. I'm Pete Sampson, joined by Kevin Sinclair in the Pacific Northwest. We've got Notre Dame summer camp to break down, handful of prospects coming in, uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the numbers game because there was a curious prospect who was at Notre Dame the last couple days, has the Irish on top, and we're going to get into exactly how many can they take at each position. Uh, but let's get into just sort of the camp in general, and then we'll obviously do our five guys as well, the guys that made news in the past week that you need to know about. But, Kevin, you've sort of been tracking who's coming for summer camp. This is not Irish Invasion Part 2. It's a little bit more evaluation. Guys get to hang out, a little, little, little bit less of a production. But uh, the guys that are intriguing to you, that are going to be passing through Notre Dame this weekend, who, who sort of stands out? Yeah, you kind of, uh, I guess for the most part, we're looking at some, you know, big time 2019 prospects, um, defensive linemen mostly. So we've got Stephen Fauché. I thought it was Fauché until last night. Um, you know, six foot four and a half, 265 pound, strong side defensive end. Uh, I think there's a high likelihood he'll slide inside the defensive tackle, given how much he'll grow. He's got a huge frame. Um, just has that D tackle look. Um, you know, he's got a, a big offer list. Um, he's adding more. He has SEC offers. Um, he's going to be uh, coming on Friday, actually, to spend the day sort of uh, hanging out with Elston and that, and then obviously camping on Saturday. Um, we've also, you know, got some other sort of Midwest, uh, Ohio, uh, Michigan, different 2019 uh, defensive ends um, that'll also be on campus. There's uh, Noah Potter is uh, definitely an intriguing one, um, in my opinion. Uh, he's six foot six, uh, legit six foot six, 248 pounds. Um, strong side defensive end. Ken Kate is still sort of growing into that big frame. He has an older brother, six foot ten uh, basketball player uh, at Ohio State. Notre Dame actually recruited him uh, to play basketball as well. Uh, he made sure to let me know that there was by no means that he'd be a shoe in for the Buckeyes if they were to offer. Uh, in the future, um, you know, he's got, you know, a handful of offers, really likes Notre Dame. He's a big college football fan, grew up watching a lot of Notre Dame on, uh, Notre Dame on NBC. Interesting to see how he sort of pans out, um, I guess, in working out and, um, you know, what we learn about what he can do on the field. Um, another sort of defensive end, probably more of a weak side defensive end, Spencer Bono, out of Elder High School in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, he told me that, if, you know, it's a very well-known program to Notre Dame. If he, he told me that if he were to commit to Notre Dame, he'd be the 18th prospect from that high school to go to Notre Dame, which is pretty big. Uh, Tommy Kramer also went there, so he sort of looks up to him. Um, he said, you know, when he was in the sixth grade, uh, he was sort of writing his future in school, and he said, to, you know, he wish, his sort of wish was to play defensive end at Notre Dame one day. So it's a big visit for him. He did visit last summer. He'll be there with his parents. Be interesting to see what he did. He had 10 sacks last year. Um, one of the more intriguing uh, prospects, the one that I'm really interested in to see how he makes out, is uh, de- defensive end Marcus Hicks. He just, you know, perfectly fits that profile of the drop end position they're looking for. 6'5", 230, really long, explosive, strong. Um, you know, I, I spoke with him and his father. He's this summer. He's sort of hitting up some camps. He just went to Nebraska. Um, he'll be obviously at Notre Dame, then he'll be hitting up Alabama later this summer. He's really, um, his kind of main focus is just learning more technique. He's really 
um, trying to develop himself as a defensive end. He's really, you know, heady kid, smart, great grades, um, you know, just appears to be a fit in Notre Dame. So we'll see how that works out for him. Uh, defensive tackle out of Columbus, Ohio, Rodas Johnson, uh, St. Francis, Francis de Sales, uh, high school, 6'4", 285. Uh, he's, you know, a high, high academic kid. Really likes um, sort of how Notre Dame is really similar to his current school, which is a private Catholic school as well. Um, you know, he's one of the sort of higher, higher up on the board defensive tackles nationally. Um, you know, obviously a, a big kid. He made a transition from offensive line to defensive line last year. In only four games, he had 20 tackles, four tackles for loss, and three sacks. Um, I think this kid could be sort of in the running for um, you know Notre Dame down the road. Um, just seems like another great fit. Jamie and Franklin will be there. He's not going to be sort of um, taking part in the camp for whatever reason, but he's going to be spending, I believe, two days or two nights, three days on campus. It'll be good for him to be there. Um, just, just in discussions I've had with him, I can tell he's going to be a, a big time recruiter for Notre Dame. Sort of already is. Um, you know, good to have him on campus. You know, this opening finalist, 2018 guy, chatting it up with the you know 2019 kids, looking to get offers and stuff like that. That's nothing but a good thing. Um, yeah, so that sort of rounds out um, the offensive, the defensive linemen. Then we have, um, you know, going through the week. There's going to be several other visitors um, today. There's uh, Michael Anthony Jones uh, from Florida. Defensive end, um, he's got a big offer list, but he's sort of transitioning more to the linebacker position, um, outside and inside. He said 6'2", 215, uh, he's sort of on a big visit tour. So he's on campus today. Um, tomorrow, obviously, there's some big visitors. Um, Brandon Smith, uh, 2019, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, 6'4", 215, out of Virginia, um, this kid has been getting huge offers all throughout the ACC, SEC, you know, all power five conferences are gunning for him. Uh, you watch his film. He looks like the kind of kid who would end up playing linebacker at Alabama. Uh, he's, you know, a really high academic kid, really interested in Notre Dame. He'll be on campus tomorrow. Um, obviously, Jack Lamb will be visiting tomorrow. That's, you know, a big buck linebacker prospect. We're going to be getting more into him during our Five Guys segment, so I'll kind of save it for that. But obviously, that's a big-time visit. And then uh, this is one that I'm really interested in is John Olmstead, 2019 offensive lineman from New Jersey. He's six foot six, 290 pounds. I watched his film. Really reminds me uh, a lot of Josh Lugg. Um, you know, he's going on these uh, on a few visits this summer visit sort of trips. Um, he's hitting up all those sort of schools that have offered him. But the two that he was going to visit that haven't offered him, Wisconsin and Notre Dame. And he said that's just due to, you know, how strong their offensive lines always are, how many offensive linemen they turn into the NFL. He visited Wisconsin yesterday and he got an offer. He's visiting Notre Dame tomorrow. I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't get an offer um, this kid is a, a very strong offensive lineman. And, uh, like I said, I'm really impressed with this film. Um, and also a uh, quarterback out of Washington, four-star quarterback, Dylan Morris, six foot, 180 pounds out of, uh, Graham, Washington, same high school as Foster Serrell. Uh, this kid has great film, big arm, really quick release, really like what he brings to the table and 
Brian Polian was out to check him out in the in the summer, and he's making it to campus. I'll also get more into him into the Five Guys segment. So that sort of rounds out our uh, visitors this week and for the camp. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit more Tommy Trumbull, tight end. You've been writing about him for a few weeks, maybe a couple months now. And I, he's an intriguing prospect, obviously. So sort of your, your classic big skill, raw athlete, good length, good size. But it's also a, a situation where after George Takis committed to Notre Dame last week at the tight end position, do they have numbers? And yet your interactions with uh, Trumbull coming out of visit certainly all indications are that Notre Dame likes him a lot and he might like Notre Dame even more than that. Yeah. You know, Tommy Tremble from the get go, I spoke with him, you know, right after he got his offer and he seemed legit interested in Notre Dame. Um, you know, he's a kid who has Ivy league offers. Uh, he's, you know, you watch his film. He's definitely a, you know, a really great route runner. He's just a talented tight end and, you know, he's picked up offers from Auburn and, you know, other schools in the sec um, he visited Notre Dame yesterday, um, and then he sort of left this morning. I caught up with him, and he told me that Notre Dame is probably number one on his list now. So, in, and it's just really interesting because, you know, I also talked to Mustafa Muhammad, who's also been, you know, highly targeted by Notre Dame since the get-go, and he told me he's still been t- talking to Chip Long daily, and he's going to definitely be visiting in July. Now, of course, they have George Takis, and they don't have numbers this year. Um, so it's sort of like, how are they going to make this happen if they want to add another, another tight end? Um, you know, they're both Tommy Tremble and Mustafa Muhammad are both saying they're being targeted very heavily. Tremble says they're leading. How are these numbers going to fit? So I think we can sort of get more into the discussion of uh, scholarship numbers. You know, it looks like Notre Dame's sort of going to try to make 10 scholarships work. If you look at the scholarship chart, even that looks difficult. They're going to have to have subtractions here and there. Um, They need to, you know, add. Originally, they wanted to add three wide receivers. Now it looks like it'd be hard to make that happen. They, you know, looks like they're probably going to just be able to add two. Um, If they want to, they're going to need to add two offensive linemen, certainly, um, that they've lost Parker Boudreaux and they've lost Tristan Hodge. They need to add two defensive ends. They'd like to add three cornerbacks and a safety. So you do the math on that. That's 10 prospects there. That's leaving out a buck linebacker. So making trying to fit that buck linebacker, I know they got McGrone and Lamb and Calvert and those guys, how they'll add a buck linebacker on top of those numbers. Do you take one cornerback less than the three that you want after getting none last year? And then now bringing a second tight end into the equation it's really getting hard, you know, really getting difficult to picture all of this happening. Yeah, it really is. The numbers are incredibly tight right now. And that's, you know, we're not even talking about Alohi Gilman being on there. Cause you look at the projected roster in 2018, it's, it looks like they've got two, one spot left and we're talking about eight more commitments. So how do you figure out room for them? And if you add a second tight end to a group that suddenly could have Cole Komet, George Takis, Brock Wright, uh, you would assume that between Nick Wisher and Alize Mack, one of the two would be on the roster next year. Four scholarship tight ends, not a huge number, but certainly not a, a number that you can't live with either. So I'm not really sure how Notre Dame would make that work if they decided to take a second tight end, because you're right. You need at least one more, probably two more receivers. 
You need two more offensive linemen. Probably two defensive ends. Maybe you could get away with one there. Um, a rover, three corners, a safety. You know, you get to 10 pretty quickly with that. So I'm not not quite sure how the numbers would work there for Notre Dame, but that's how they want this to shake out. Um, and if Tommy Tremble says he wants to come and Notre Dame is number one, I don't maybe it could be a situation where they have to wait on him and he has to sort of be patient with Notre Dame to see how the season goes with Alize Mack and Nick Wisher to see you don't want to get in a situation where you only have three scholarship tight ends, but I think can they afford to have five? I, I'm not so sure. So I'll be very curious to see how all that shakes out. Uh, and it's not, it's not a situation where they need to make a decision right away. And I think a lot of times with the scholarship projections that we make and talk about on the message board and write about on the site and discuss on all of our podcasts, people want to answer right away. And, Notre Dame doesn't need to answer this question right away, but it's something that they would have to keep in mind moving forward after uh, Tommy Tremble's visit and whether he would be a take and whether it would be room for him or not. So let's, let's transition out of scholarship numbers and the 85-man 85 85 limit into our five guys segment. Kevin, who did you want to start off with this week? Yeah, um, I actually spoke with John Dirksen's head coach, so that's who I'm going to start with. Um, you know, he's sort of that one guy who doesn't speak with the media out of the commit list. So I felt like I'd, maybe I'd get in touch with him. Number one, I wanted to see if he'd be attending the camp this weekend, and he is, and so is Cole Mabry. Um, but I also just wanted to get some more insight on him, how he's making out with his injury and all of that. So it sounds like he had sort of a, you know, a clean break in week three uh, of his left leg. Um, sounds like you know he had, he had surgery, had hardware put in there, and then taken out. So he's not 100% yet, but he will be. Um, you know, he's ranked 197 overall uh, with the scout database, number five uh, overall guard in the country, uh, number two guard in the Midwest, and number one in Ohio. So if you think about how many, you know, strong guards there are in the Midwest, this guy's ranked number two. Uh, this is a big, strong, you know, talented offensive lineman. Uh, as coach confirmed, he's between 6'5 and 6'6, right around 300 pounds. Um, you know, he comes from a dairy farming family. I love Said that. that. He's sort of yeah, I know. I know. A, a tough kid who's weight room strong, also farm strong. He said, um, you know, you're not going to see anybody outwork John Dirksen. I don't think it's possible. That's ex- exactly what he said to me. Um, just an extremely hardworking blue collar family, a family with massive men, apparently. <laughs> um, so, and he's got extremely, extremely impressive hand strength. And uh, he sort of said, sort of with a chuckle, like, you know, when he pops guys, they feel it. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who, you know, will make, you know, combination blocks, several blocks within within one snap, gets down to the second level. Um, you know, he didn't have film last year because of his injury. Even You know, so you'll sometimes see recruits make a film with the first three games before their injury. Well, he didn't do that. He didn't make film at all. So, you know, on top of him not speak with the media, I think it was important to sort of get some background info with this coach. That's what we did. And I'm impressed with what I heard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick at the guard position uh, with Jamari Salier as my first guy. He's the five-star prospect on scout.com. Opening finalist, I believe. Army Bowl All-American. And was at Irish Invasion a year ago. Well, it turns out he visited again in the last week or so. 
And I, I kind of felt like that was a cross Notre Dame off the list type of visit based on the profile of his recruitment. He's 6'4", 340 pounds of Atlanta, Georgia. So SEC all over him in addition to Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, Florida State, and Stanford. Yet Notre Dame feels like they're actually in it. So it's um, that was an interesting development to me because I he was not somebody I, I felt like Notre Dame was really even competitive to land, but... The Irish feel like they're they're going to be a player there. Now it would be a, certainly an upset if they got him, uh, but Pace Academy is high academic school. They took a walk-on Mick Asaf out of there about a year ago. They recruited a handful of prospects out of that program last cycle as well. But Sellers uh, worth watching for a little bit longer here. Uh, maybe Notre Dame can score an official visit there and you know, pull a bit of a shocker. And I think, Kevin, you and I have been talking about this for a while. If there was a position where pulling a shocker maybe shouldn't be a shocker, it's along the offensive line uh, with Harry Heastan and Notre Dame can sort of punch up a couple levels uh, and compete with the big boys even coming off a 4-8 and eight season at that position just based on Heastan's track record. So uh, this, that's my number one, Jamari Sellier out of uh, Pace Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep, never count out Harry Heastan. Um, yeah, my second guy is Jack Lamb. Um, like I mentioned, he's visiting tomorrow, Friday. Um, I'm very impressed with Jack Lamb. He's ranked 112 overall as the number five outside linebacker in the country, number four outside linebacker in the West, and number three in California. And I think that's appropriate. You know, this kid, um, you know, 6'4", 220, uh, he, you know, he rushes off the edge well. More of a speed rusher off the edge rather than uh, a physical guy who's going to, you know, bull rush a tackle and work his way to the quarterback. Not that he can't do that, but that's more of something you see out of Bull Calvert. Um, but regardless, sideline to sideline, flipping his hips and getting into coverage, um, you know, I'm really impressed with what he brings. Last season he had 117 tackles, 18, ta- 18 tackles for loss, four sacks, an interception, um, defending five passes, two fumble recoveries, huge offer list, Arizona, Arizona State, Baylor, Cal, Duke, Louisville, Oklahoma, TCU, Utah, Vanderbilt, and then, of course, his sort of top five, Oregon, Penn State, UCLA, Washington, and he added Notre Dame, which was the one program he hadn't visited yet, um, while he, you know, cut some strong programs that he had visited. So um, this is uh, an interesting situation here. Obviously, we just talked about the numbers and how it may be tricky to add that buck linebacker and um, you know, there's some sort of discrepancies in what people think about how, where he fits positionally. I know there's sort of um, you know, Tim Priester sort of sees him possibly as a, you know, hand in the dirt, sort of Stanford, um, you know, defense, pass rushing, defensive end, maybe two point stance, pass rushing, defensive end. Um, I personally see him more as a buck linebacker. Um, but, you know, at 6'4", 220 and his sort of well-roundedness, this is a really smart kid. He's going to be an early enrollee. He has Dartmouth, Princeton, and Yale offers. He could probably learn whatever position he wanted. And maybe there's a possibility he visits and they say, you know, we actually are interested in you as a drop end. That's, that's possible. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, he's visiting tomorrow. He's very interested in Notre Dame. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch with him afterwards. Yeah, that's a, a recruitment that I think it's better for Notre Dame the longer it plays out because then they can get a, a feeling of, you know, where's Joseph, Jason Oa leaning? You know, how do they look at linebacker? All those sorts of things. So 
rushing towards a commitment, not always a positive. I think in the case of Jack Lamb, time is time is on the side of the kid and on Notre Dame. Number two for me, Jacob Lacey. He's six foot two, three hundred pound defensive tackle. Was supposed to be at Irish Invasion, bumped his visit back to Notre Dame about a week, a uh, week and a half out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. He's a guy that uh, I think from the very beginning I felt like would be Notre Dame's first commitment in the 2019 class, and you know something that's about time to start thinking about because we mentioned it a little bit at the top of the show, but. The Adamalola twins committed about this time last year. Marquis Step was already on board. Phil Dracovic, Obiagufu coming on board. Um, you know, previous classes, I believe, uh, Jerry Tillery, Steve Elmer, Greer Martini, Justin Brent. Those were all sort of summer of their junior year, going into their junior year commitment. So Jacob Lacey isn't in that big of a hurry. But Notre Dame just stacking up visits here. Yeah. In terms of what they talked about with Elston and Elko, matters to me a lot less than the fact that he's just logging visits with Notre Dame. And I think that if Notre Dame gets him back on campus for the Georgia game in the fall, maybe he comes up for the USC game as well, that is probably going to lead to a commitment at some point. Lacey has a lot of family connections to Notre Dame, Dave Dewarson's family being one of them. Uh, so I, I still like Notre Dame there. Clemson, Michigan, Penn State, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky all involved, all offered, but uh, I think Notre Dame is probably the leader in the clubhouse there, even if uh, Lacey isn't going to come out and say that just yet. Yeah, my third uh, guy is Jordan Porter, wide receiver out of Etiwanda, California. You know, with the decommitment of Braden Lindsay, all of a sudden there is a, you know, a bigger focus on wide receiver position and you know needing to add that speed element. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about Jordan Porter, so... Uh, I got in touch with his coach, uh, Ken Davis. Um, you know, it, it sort of sounds like uh, Jordan Porter might be mo- a bit more of a speed element than we thought, um, you know, the, or what he maybe appears on film. He logged a, a logged in a 10.600 meter dash, which is you know extremely fast. Um, you know, I learned that he's a converted defensive back, um, so he's got you know some interesting intangibles there. I guess he has really good sort of horizontal speed, not just straight line speed. Um, he also told me he's a very, very willing blocker and a very just selfless player. Uh, but that's not to say that he doesn't want the ball. Um, apparently he does really well in the classroom. Um, coach Davis also told me he had a lot of, you know, in depth talks with uh, a few different coaches from Notre Dame Sounds like the Irish are very interested in Porter. Um, you know, he's he holds a three-star ranking. He's ranked as the number 25 wide receiver in the West. However, he sort of has a four-star offer list. He has Alabama, Arizona State, Cal, Colorado, Duke, Georgia, Notre Dame, UCLA, Utah, Washington State. So, you know, rankings are rankings, but this kid is being sought by some big schools, Notre Dame being one of them. Uh, he's going to visit this summer sometime. Um, and, yeah, he's an interesting prospect, and I think uh, there's a legitimate shot he could end up in this class. Yeah. All right, next up for me, a, another 2019 kid who just visited, Grayson Boomer, Collinsville High School in Collinsville, Oklahoma. 6'6", 225-pound tight end. I think Oklahoma is probably going to be pretty hard to beat here for an in-state prospect, but – In my conversations with Boomer, he said that Kyle Rudolph is his favorite tight end, certainly is cognizant of the tight end U reputation up here. And if they're not going to take a second tight end 
this year, they absolutely need to take a top guy next year. Boomer is one of the, probably the top five tight ends in the country next cycle. Uh, he would be a great follow-up to Brock Wright, Cole Komet, and George Takis if they go that route. Um, Boomer has spoken very highly of Notre Dame every time I've talked to him. And I think getting that first visit out of the way now really puts Notre Dame in a nice position. If he's going to leave Oklahoma, and I don't think there's a whole lot Notre Dame can do to convince him to, to leave home state Sooners there. But if he is going to, I think Notre Dame puts itself in a very strong position just by logging an early visit there in the summer going into the kids' junior year. So Grayson Boomer, he's number three for me this week. Yeah, my fourth guy is 2019 quarterback Dylan Morris from Graham, Washington. Not too far from me, actually. Six foot one, 180 pounds. Um, like I said earlier, big arm, really quick release. Um, if you're into film, check his out. It's great. Um, he uh, he plans on being an early enrollee, and he's a really strong student. Um, Brian Polian uh, visited his school during the spring evaluation period. Watched him throw. Tommy Reese is in contact. Um, you know, he's visiting Notre Dame. He's leaving this evening with his dad, flying out to Notre Dame. He's spending Friday uh, getting to know staff, visiting campus, touring the facilities, all that, that good stuff. Saturday, he's going to be throwing for the coaching staff. He's really excited about Notre Dame. Um, he holds a you know, four-star status with, with Scout. Um, and last, I guess, yesterday, he got an offer from Oregon Less than 24 hours previous to that, he got an offer from Cal. He also holds offers from Fresno State, Nebraska, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. Um, and this summer, he's uh, camped at USC and UCLA. Um, this is a kid who I think is going to be, you know, a, a, you know, a big time quarterback. Uh, you know, down the road, huge offer list, uh, highly touted, that sort of thing. Sometimes kids uh, up in Washington take a little bit longer to catch on just due to exposure and that sort of thing. But, you know, I heard, uh, you know, before, like uh, almost two years ago, you know, early in his freshman year that he was the best quarterback in Washington. So sort of seeing that develop now, almost two years later, seeing where he is, uh, has been pretty interesting for me. I think that um, Notre Dame is legitimately interested in, I think, the uh, um, they've, you know, they've offered kind of the big name quarterbacks so far, Rattler and JT Daniels and Nick's Gunnell. Gunnell obviously went to Texas A&M. Those are going to be, those are kids with the huge, huge SEC offers and, you know, USC, all of those schools pushing really hard for them. Dylan Morris doesn't have those offers yet, but Notre Dame's on him early and that could pay off in the end. This could be their guy in the class. He's one to know about for sure. All right, number four for me, Jamie and Franklin. Just a little shout-out to commits coming back to campus. I think that's a theme worth mentioning uh, as much as Franklin himself, who's, again, an opening finalist. I'm very intrigued to see him against top competition with uh, helmet and shoulder pads later this month out at Nike. But Franklin is coming back this weekend, and the significance of that is I believe that that means all 12 of Notre Dame's commitments will have visited this summer. And while that's maybe less relevant for George Takis, who just committed, um, it's notable with Jamie and Franklin coming back for the first time after committing to Notre Dame. And that follows Derek Allen coming back and the Adam Malola twins coming back for Irish invasion. And, and if you can sort of 
take out an insurance policy on your class, the best way to do it is to, again, stack up these visits and get these kids entrenched in the program and feeling like they own and have a, a stake in what's happening here in South Bend. So it's good that Notre Dame pushed to get Jamie and Franklin back on campus. It would have been better if he was coming with Thomas Booker, which was sort of originally the the plan there. That's not going to work out. But um, I just I like Notre Dame getting commitments back on campus. I think that's really significant when things maybe get a little crazy in December, January, and right up to signing day. You know, the third, fourth, fifth visit that you took to that school that you're committed to um, could be significant, and maybe even more so this year because you can sign early. So. Maybe this helps Notre Dame lock it up to a degree that uh, Franklin will be signing in in December instead of February with Notre Dame. So he's uh, number four for me this week. Yep, my fifth guy is uh, Chigazee Anusium. It's a 2018 safety prospect, and that's sort of why I brought him up. I spoke with him yesterday. Um, You know, he's listed as a cornerback in most services. uh, With Scout, he's listed as a cornerback. I spoke with him. He said he, you know, he plays both corner and safety. Um, he said that Notre Dame's recruiting him at the safety position. So that was good to sort of get that clarification as we sort of try and figure out this whole cornerback uh, recruiting situation that's going on. Such a huge net. Um, you know, he's six foot, 275 pounds, rated as a three-star recruit, uh, offers from Arizona, Cal, Hawaii, Notre Dame, UCLA, uh, Washington State, and others. Um, you know, he sort of been – I think he's sort of been getting – uh, a bit of a, a boost in his reputation lately. He's done well at camps and such. I uh, ran a four six two forty. I uh, got an offer from Notre Dame on June fifth, and then a UCLA offer the next day. Um, he said the schools sort of showing him the most interest are Cal, Arizona, UCLA, and Notre Dame. Um, he told me that he sees Notre Dame definitely being in his top three down the road. Um, so he's definitely a guy to know about. A long rangey player. Also makes big plays on offense. His film is really impressive at the receiver position. I, I completely think that he could also play receiver at the college level. But safety is where Notre Dame likes him, and that's uh, wh- where he'll be slotted going forward. Yeah, it'd be an interesting pickup because he got nice size for the back end of the defense. Shane Simon is who I'm going to wrap up this week. I probably don't need to list his height, weight, or hometown or high school at this point if you're following Notre Dame recruiting, but... He did take a recent visit to Michigan, uh, talked to a source close to that recruitment. They feel like Notre Dame is still in good shape, but that the Michigan staff and Jim Harbaugh are making it really, really difficult on the kid to get away from where his mom went to school and say yes to Notre Dame. I mean, this is a recruitment that Notre Dame absolutely has to win out. They can't let top 150 players who fit perfectly for a very unique position in Mike Elko's defense at the Rover to get away. And after watching Simon compete at Irish Invasion over the summer, there's no question that he is the perfect fit for that. And if Clark Lee could draw up a Rover linebacker in a lab and create him there, he would end up with something very, very close to Shane Simon. So despite the Michigan visit, it looks like Notre Dame is remains in good shape there. Um, there's been talk about him going back to Michigan for the big recruiting event in July. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. I suppose that's significant, but um, whether it's Michigan, Ohio state, UCLA, I think it's interesting that no one can really agree on who's running second there. uh, But pretty much everyone agrees that Notre Dame is running first. So Shane Simon is number five for me this week. uh, Although I think Notre Dame is number one on his board. 
And that's it for this edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. We'll be back next week wrapping up some of the visits. Uh, Kevin, you'll be talking to a ton of guys between now and then who visited Notre Dame over the weekend. And then we'll get into a little bit of a preview of the opening as well because by the end of this month, that's going to be rolling and uh, I'll be recording this podcast from uh, the Tiger Woods building at Nike headquarters. But um, until next week when we recap Notre Dame summer camp, Maybe there will be a commitment to talk about as well. He's Kevin Sinclair. I'm Pete Sampson. Thanks for listening.